Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hello, Mindful Leader, and welcome to episode 32 of the Still Space podcast, What You Want Versus What You Need and Your Special Place. Do you ever look at the world and wonder why, with so much beauty, there's so much tension? Why at work there is a sound mission, yet there are personal agendas, bureaucracy, posturing, and cynicism? Why at home and with friends there is love, yet there are interpersonal struggles? Why with your free time there are interests, but there never seems to be enough time to get them done? When we slow to a standstill, we can actually canvas the landscape to notice not only what we need, but more importantly, what we want. You think you need a new job. You think you need a different partner, more love, new friends. You think you need more time. When what you really want is to show up at work with confidence and influence and strategic execution that matters gets noticed, and opens opportunities for you to serve in a stronger capacity. What you want is to go home, not reach for cookies or wine, but for a hug from a loving partner or family member with whom you can be yourself. With all of your imperfections, while you provide safety for them to be vulnerable too, you want to be the friend that cares, listens and understands with no expectations and feel joy as the same comes your way. You want to set aside priorities that reflect how much you deserve time for people, pets and activities, things that make you happy and new things you're excited to explore. It's exhilarating when you can shift from allowing external factors that drive your unrest to searching openly inside yourself for the sea of your power. That power is already there, ready to serve you. It's vast. The sun shines there. The horizon goes on forever there. Happiness is the shortest distance between what you want and what you need. I work with a lot of clients, really good leaders who come to me because they want a new job or they want a new boss or they want to show up differently at work so that they can get promoted. And I think it's good to know what you want. Very important to know what you want because it helps 
to drive what you need. And it's not always the same thing. So if you want to change in your life, if you want something to be different than it already is, wanting it is one thing, but what do we as the individual who this is going to affect, what do we need in order to find that? And often it isn't going out and getting another degree or certification. And I see this often, the treadmill to nowhere. Let, let me just get a little bit more qualified. Let me just get this new education that's out there. When the truth is what we really need is to start looking at what we can eliminate from our life, the busyness, the chaotic thoughts. And how do we do that? By finding that still space moment where we can internally look inside and say, well, how have I been showing up at work? Have I been showing up somehow resentful or negative or blaming or complaining when I want to get promoted? That doesn't serve me. Have I been cynical as I've been looking for a new job, thinking that I'm not qualified, that I don't know that industry, so I can't apply there? Have I been limiting myself? Maybe even though I want a new job, maybe what I need is to take a look at my transferable skills and open up the genre that I can apply to open up with breadth this pinhole view that I have of myself and my career. And that's the difference between knowing what you want and allowing also for what you need in order to find what you want. I think it's really important to find a special place and special time for yourself. I cherish special places and cherish my time for myself. And it's how I've grown so quickly and been able to hold the roles that I have, the CEO roles that I've had, the leadership presence that I have, the ability to be a change agent, even when change doesn't even seem possible. There's a special place I walk for hours and just listen to the world sigh in calmness. It's an unswimmable beach with tall green Spartina grass, pluff mud, and sea creatures on Port Royal Sound on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. The faint calls of gulls there and heron play a soft melody to me. And to the lulling lapse of the sea, the tide changing the landscape hour to hour. The long blades of grass wave to the oyster beds in the salty breeze. Sometimes my feet wade through narrow gullies that serpentine their way to the ocean. Sometimes the water is deeper and darker from shells and sea life and pluff mud. And in it all, I realize that I am called here to release the confusion of life that dances in the forefront so that I may listen to the simplicity and the nature of joy. Joy isn't constant, nor is the condition of any beach, but the vitality of both remind me to accept that life changes constantly, and that evolution is the magic. Ride the waves and the changes not against them, 
The energy is pure there. Ride with the tide. Ride the wave all the way into the shore. My father taught me how to ride waves at the beach when I was a little girl. And every time I do it, I think of him. He's since passed away. But it's our connection because love never dies. It, death just changes the context of a relationship. And being at the beach, riding the waves is a special connection that I have with him. But being at this special place where you can't get in the water and ride the waves because it's more marsh-like, there's grass growing up through the ocean, that special place and watching the nature and seeing the gulls swoop by seeing the heron standing in the water, fishing for little minnows in the water. It just brings me great peace. It's joy. We must nurture joy and make time for it. For then we experience it more often in everything. Sometimes it is loud and sometimes silent. Either way, it becomes integrated into our lives. It is right in front of us every day, but we often sidestep it on the quest for what we perceive as success. Yet you can never get enough of the things you don't need. What we do need is joy. You deserve joy. Find a special place for yourself. It is important for you to reconnect with what truly matters in life. Your joy. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's a hobby room in your house that's your special place. Maybe it's a park where you like to sit and observe nature. Maybe you reconnect with photography. Maybe it's a place of worship or a museum. Maybe it's a reading corner, a special corner that you're going to set up tonight or this weekend just for yourself with a special light for your reading, with some special pillows, a special desk. Maybe the space changes and is simply a walk outdoors. In this special place, notice what calls you. Notice what you've not noticed for a while. Notice where no matter what is happening, you still have power, you still have influence over your thoughts and your peace. Your special place might just be connecting with someone who you haven't been close to in a while. Has someone in the office been on a trip you'd like to hear more about? Can you take them for coffee and allow that to be your special place? Is there a place you visit that you haven't been for a while that makes you smile? Will you have more clarity after a walk outside? Is there a friend you miss who you'd enjoy talking to? Maybe that special place is just special time on the phone with someone in a peaceful setting. Is the sun dancing through your window, casting an interesting pattern across the room? That's a special place. It can be anywhere at any time. Wishing you that joy in your life. It will make that challenge easier and more fulfilling. To know that you have a place that you can home into. It could be an imaginary place. It will help you hear where you are called to spend energy. It will help open opportunity. It opens up that still space. In the stillness of joy, we can finally hear and accept what's next. 
You know you have the tools to have the presence that you need, to have excellence in your life, to have life mastery. Intellectually, you know all of this. The only thing you need now is the conviction to execute them. I won't tell you that every day will be easy. I won't tell you that you will always be mindfully self-aware, especially in the face of doubt or an attack. I won't tell you that you'll constantly be able to self-regulate your temper, self-sabotage thoughts, or withdraw behaviors before you miss an opportunity or do something you regret. I won't tell you that in every instance of feeling not good enough, you'll be able to show yourself compassion and unpeel the ego coverings and demons to see the brilliance of yourself and others. But I will tell you this. Happy people don't hurt one another. Happy people know how to find their still space. Happy people accept the things they cannot change and change the things they can. Happy people practice what works so they can get better at it. They don't have an accidental career or life. It's all a practice. Life is a practice of mastery. We have to know what to study and then practice it regularly or we become overeducated in the impractical and overskilled in the obsolete. Think how often you have used the algebra character pi in your daily life. Practical when needed just hardly ever. You will definitely feel fulfilled at work if you realize self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance. You will feel the same in life too. Happiness is situational. Joy is a state of happiness for no reason. Independent to the good and bad opinions of others, immune to criticism and judgment, responsive to feedback, unafraid of face-to-face confrontation, beneath no one, above no one, totally open. Commit to yourself that you deserve the investment of time to practice what you have learned. Review the still space strategies that we talk about here and pick the ones that are right for you. Review what you have highlighted regularly in your life. I cannot think of anything more important than being self-aware, being able to self-regulate chaotic thoughts, and accepting ourselves with all our imperfections. All road leads to this. These things are your guideposts to deal with uncertainty of life and its imposed suffering. No matter what your challenge or joy, weave that still space so that you can find that self-awareness, the ability of self-control and self-acceptance into your life because every one of those three things, self-awareness, regulation, and acceptance, is within your power. I've watched my clients' careers and lives soar with mastering these things. You need nothing else to access them, only yourself. You don't have to go back to school. You don't have to get another certification. You don't have to get on another team. You don't need a new boss. You deserve these things, and the world needs your mastery. And if you want a coach to help you uncover them quickly so you can get results quickly, I'm happy to help you. Email me at maryleigh at maryleighgannon.com. I'll send you a quick survey so I can understand a little more what's going on with you, and let's talk about it. There's no sense spending time in limbo. Life is precious.
Don't ever forget that you are a superhero. Here's to you for not sitting back, for not whining, for making it work despite the odds, for taking risks in the face of doubt, for holding true to your priorities, sometimes at the detriment of yourself, for setting a goal and finding a way. Here's to you for listening and caring when you thought you had little to give, for being gentle with yourself when it seemed nobody was, for failing and starting again, this time with wisdom, for swapping assumptions for truth, for not letting comparison distract you from your goals and achievements. Here's to you for wearing all the hats, even when they didn't all fit. For not needing to be right, but for getting it right. For not being perfect, but still awesome. For having the courage to face hurtful feelings so you know what to do with them and so that you don't do whatever caused them again. For having the curiosity to allow joy to take the place of expectations. Applause for you for getting up every day and being you. You deserve every happiness that is here and every happiness that is waiting to flood your way. You have everything inside of you right now to bring more of your genius to the world. And the world needs you. We need you, superhero. We need you. And before I end this podcast today, I want to review with you what those three important things are in detail, the self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance. Number one, your mindful self-awareness is your ability to observe your thoughts, how they affect your behavior, how you are perceived by others, and how you perceive others all without judgment. Mindfulness is paying attention to the way you pay attention, to what you pay attention to, like a fly on the wall, somebody detached, without judgment, not judging yourself. There's a big difference between watching you think, feel, and behave and judging yourself for it by saying, I wish I could stop doing this. I'm always so stupid. Why can't I learn this? There's something wrong with me. This is personal to me. I'm a victim here. You know, those thoughts don't serve you. Being self-aware is the first step, your ability to observe those thoughts. Only human beings can do this. Look at the way you think. Because when we are aware of our thoughts, we can create new thoughts. We've talked about this often on the podcast. The human condition is we have thoughts, we attach stories to those thoughts, feelings follow those thoughts, and then we act on those feelings. So the thought might be, I can't get this project done. The story is, well, if I don't get this done, I'm probably going to lose my job. The feeling that follows that is, I'm desperate. I better get back on that treadmill to nowhere and just keep working harder instead of smarter. And the action that follows is stress-related. Whereas if I can just take a new lens to the thought, I might shift that thought from... I'm never going to get this done to, you know what, I'm very capable here. I know my strengths and I'm going to apply ABC strength to get this done. And the feeling that follows that is, hey, I'm, I'm pretty capable here. I feel very effective. I feel fulfilled here. And the action that follows is I work smart. I have clarity. I don't have chaos in front of my eyes. I don't have chaos in my head. I go home at the end of the day, put my head on the pillow, and I can fall asleep satisfied. 
That's where we go with self-awareness, when we can be mindfully self-aware. Number two, your ability to self-regulate is your ability to notice your emotions, especially under fire, not turn away from them, but hold still to unpack how they are nothing more than your imagination before you do something you regret. This is so powerful for my clients because this is where you don't lash out at a meeting, withdraw at a meeting, and regret it later. This is where you have clarity around the strategic execution that you want to demonstrate as opposed to the emotional eruption about feeling whatever left out or dismissed or not recognized. This ability to self-regulate makes you a superhero because you do not get labeled the stereotypical emotional leader or not executive material. This is where you gain back the control that you feel that you've lost that makes you feel victimized and then has you acting like a victim in whatever the situation might be. That might be where you do nothing, which does not build your confidence because risking builds confidence, or you just speak to be heard or lash out and you diminish your executive presence. Either one is not going to serve you. And number three, your self-acceptance. This is your ability to be kind to yourself, to know that no matter what the situation, you are okay with who you are. No judgment of self. You remember who values you. Your compassion for others grows. And your compassion for self and others is the fulfilled human condition. I see a lot of unrest in the workforce and continually am reminded that the people who behave badly have very little self-acceptance. They are like a duck on the pond. They look like they're floating, but under the water, those little feet are going faster and faster and faster and faster, trying to make sure that nobody can understand that they don't know what they're doing when they probably really do know what they're doing, but they doubt themselves. So that lack of self-acceptance has them showing up as a command and control leader, as a passive aggressive leader, and your style might be one of alignment and collaboration, and you don't understand why they don't see your value. Well, It might be because they're threatened by you. Or if you are the command and control leader, maybe that's a time to be introspective and say, I need a little bit more self-acceptance here. What are my strengths? What is my value proposition? What is my personal mission to myself? And how can I show up for myself first so that I can show up bigger and more effective for others. All of that revolves around self-acceptance, which we don't have. These build on each other. We don't have that self-acceptance if we don't first have mindful self-awareness. Number two, self-control, that ability to self-regulate in the moment, not later think about it, I wish I had, to be able to pull that out of our tool belt in a threatened moment to just find the still space, take a deep breath, Give ourselves a little break and say, yeah, I can handle this. And then you get to self-acceptance that, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I'm still awesome. I don't have an answer for this, but I will get it for you by the end of the day. Be sure of the things that we know we are certain about. And one of those might be that I don't know. I'm certain that I don't know that right now, but I will research and figure it out. Because you know how to do that. 
So self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance. This is career and personal mastery. They take vulnerability and humility. And you find all of this in the still space moment where you can take a pause and know that you deserve a moment to reflect. When we master these three things, we know what to do when we feel jealous, afraid, frustrated, dismissed, ignored, marginalized, brokenhearted, minimized, attacked, defensive, defenseless, in pain, alone, abandoned. We learn how to be with those uncomfortable feelings instead of running from them in fear. We give ourselves compassion in those moments. Over time, the intensity of that fight, flight, or flee response melts with self-compassion in self-acceptance. In this space, in this still space, we embrace the freedom of forgiveness. We can give even the most egregious perpetrators compassion because we open ourselves to understand what they must have gone through to get to such a dark place, what it must be like for them, what it must be like to be them, always in the dark, always in that stench, always being haunted by those ghosts. Volumes of research show us that the leading reason people feel happy and fulfilled is because they believe they are worthy of happiness and success. They have a sense of belonging and positions of power, influence in love and happiness. They deserve to be there. They accept it. Conversely, People who aren't happy, who are less liked, or are less effective, feel they don't fit in or belong. Working on mastering mindful self-awareness, your self-regulation, your self-acceptance. We do this because doing so challenges limiting beliefs, especially the unfounded perceptions of unworthiness. Unworthiness is not an emotion. It is a flawed belief. Let me repeat that. The fact that you feel you don't belong or aren't worthy, that's not an emotion. That's an ingrained, flawed belief. It is not a momentary feeling, but a distorted core conviction that makes the ego guard against risk so as not to get hurt. When we unravel our assumptions and stand them up against the truth, a clearing opens, power and self-acceptance emerge. And these three things are not developed with conferences, self-help books, certifications, degrees, any other external activity. They are internal. This is why they don't teach it in business school, because it's personal to everybody. They challenge you to look inside yourself with all your imperfections and like what you see. You might think, well, how can I like myself when I am doing poorly at something I really value? That is precisely when you want to like yourself the most. You use your curiosity, your determination, your thirst for growth. Perfectionism is never the goal. Self-acceptance and life mastery are. I'm wishing you today the power to create new thoughts for yourself where new feelings will follow and new action, new confidence, new belonging, new worthiness will ingrain as a core belief because you 
deserve it. I have something really special that I can't wait to share with you. Most of you know that I work by day as the CEO of a $31 million organization, and I coach a handful of clients in the evening. Now I have taken the tenets of mindful leadership and put that into a training program so that you can fast track your career leadership while also balancing that with a good night's sleep, healthy eating habits, and close relationships. I call this program Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. Not only will you have the training, you also get one-on-one coaching with me, not a group, one-on-one coaching with me so that we can unravel your personal assumptions that are holding you back. You will no longer be unnoticed, undervalued, and inadequate, feel judged, and that others think that there's something wrong with you and you start thinking there's something wrong with you too because you're getting passed over for promotions, new roles, no longer doing all the things you hear you should be doing. Sigh of relief, right? With only defeat and the fear that failure is in your DNA forever dogging you in the back of your mind. You'll no longer be disconnected from colleagues, friends, and family, or following the shoulds that make you feel you're still behind the curve and might even lose everything altogether. No longer frustration about habits that show up in terms of snacking, disjointed relationships, vices, poor sleep. No longer making excuses while not actually getting any closer to high performance. So if you're interested in this program, all you have to do is go to my website, maryleegannon.com. Click on the link on the top that says Coach with Mary Lee. It explains all about the program. Fill out a few questions on the questionnaire so that I know a little bit more about you and I'll reach right out to you and we'll set up a time to talk and we'll get you started. No longer will you have to wake up and say, I missed an opportunity. I wish I had. Please remember that I can only take a few clients at a time and I already have a full book right now. So I'd like to make sure that you're on the list. Head over to maryleegannon.com. Click on Coaching with Mary Lee. Let's get started. I'm glad you were with me today and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.